and welcome to this week's episode of Let's Chat with Curry Terrell, the podcast. This week, we're going to talk about Ready Player One, Roseanne, Isle of Dogs, and Acrimony, or Acrimony. 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 With me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Adrian Gomez. What's up, y'all? What's up? Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Or Hoppy Easter, as some people say. Happy Passover. Happy Passover. I didn't participate in any Passover stuff this year, and I kind of feel let down. Mm. Alana went to a Seder dinner last night, but she invited me way too late, and I was already scheduled to work. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. What did we do today? Eight. Died so eggs. much food. Ate so much food. We played with the egg mazing, that thing where you can decorate your eggs. Literally the best thing in the world. They I, should sponsor us. Ah, that's a good person to reach out to. But like, what is their year like the rest of the year? That's true. I guess like gingerbread, could they like do gingerbread men? They do have something Christmassy because that's on the box that says from the makers of and it was something like pepperminty looking. Oh, really? I need to Google. But this is like the invention of all inventions. Yeah. I love it. I also spent half the day in a bunny suit. The, we shouldn't talk about that. I literally, I, you know, on when we did One Direction, I was sweating to my eyeballs. I was sweating worse than that. I literally had to close my eyes. Were you embarrassed? No, because I was in a suit. Nobody knew who I was. So it was like there was something freeing and also not. And I told Sean when I came in the back, this is like who cares, but like when I told Sean when I came in the back, I was like, just put me in the bathroom and then I'll de-bunny. I was like, I'm not pulling this thing off and like being all mad and sweaty. I was like, nobody needs to see that. What did you look like? I looked like I had been murdered and left for dead. I mean, my hair was like glued to my face. I like that boy at the Grove movie theater. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, has like the emo hair and he always is standing like this. Yes. Um, okay. The first thing we're going to... Anything else happen this week you want to talk about? No. Sorry. The first thing we're going to talk about is Ready Player One, which I was so ready to see so I didn't have to watch the ads anymore. Amen. Um, now what's next? Deadpool. Yep. That's the one. And then after that... I don't know yet. Yeah, I don't know either. Nothing has pushed me to that point yet. Right. Deadpool was is bad though. It was for a long time they were showing the one with the where it didn't have the green screen. Yeah. That was the joke, and now they have the other one. It's like when does that come out? June. Oh. No, maybe later August. No, it's sooner. July. Patrick, when does Deadpool come out? Oh, a whole month. And a half. Woof. Okay. Ready Player One is Steven Spielberg's newest movie. Isn't it interesting? Steven Spielberg is one of like five directors that his name is like part of the advertisement for the movie. Oh, yeah. Whereas like, because like in this, there is no, like, there aren't really any A-list celebrities. No. I was trying to think of like one, none. And... He, but like, so you just advertise it as a Steven Spielberg movie. Like that totally. sells it. There's enough like provenance around his name. Yeah. He's the only, I'm trying to think of somebody else who's like that. Martin Scorsese. Yeah. There's like a handful of people that like worldwide, like my mom would know it's a Steven Spielberg movie. George Lucas. Yeah. George Lucas. Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so it's about, it's based on a book that came out a long time ago, 
or could come out a year ago. Yeah, I think it was like 10 years ago. And it's about this boy who lives in like this futuristic world. He lives in like the stacks is what it's called. It's like all these trailers stacked on top of each other. And basically the entire world has gotten to this point where they basically play a video game 24 hours a day. They like escape into this video game world. It's like virtual reality. And it has a lot of pop culture references from the 80s. And they have to like solve this game that's the point of the movie. Is that? I mean, it's the word. I'm not good at summarizing movies. No. It stars no one. No. It stars that girl from Master of None. She's like a third, a bit player. Yeah. It stars the guy from that was the little boy in Tree of he Life. He was one of the kids in Tree of Life. It stars the girl that was in Thoroughbreds. Who's the best actor of all time? She's good. And it. Who else? Martin Sheen. Is that his name? Mark Rylance. No, Mark Rylance. And what's the other guy's name? Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg, who's literally in every movie. Martin Sheen and him, I get mixed up. That's why I thought that. They do not... They're present. nothing alike. I, I'm not perfect, okay? Um, what, it, what did you think? I thought it was so fun. Yeah. I saw it twice. And Did you I, see it in like a special theater the second time? No. Okay. But it was great. Do it was you bigger regret than... not seeing it in an IMAX? Oh, yeah. Are you going to end up seeing it in an IMAX? Probably. I just want to feel like the rumble. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. And like you kind of get that at the Grove, but it's not the same. As like that 10-story screen in Hollywood. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Have when you I been watched... to a real IMAX? Like oh, where yeah. it's floor to ceiling? Yeah. Where, why don't they have that in Hollywood? I mean, that's the... Cl- I mean, this is, like, the largest IMAX screen in, like, the Western Hemisphere. Yeah. For, like, audience. You know what I mean? I think the theater is just so big that it takes away from how big the screen is. Yeah. Because, like, you know, some IMAX you go to and, like, the bottom row is basically the bottom of the screen. Yeah. And I kind of like that because it's like you're in... You're, like, touching the screen. Well, that's better for, like, educational purposes. I don't yeah. know that... I saw The Dark Knight Rises. I like that. Where? I don't know. We went far... I didn't think that they had a screen like that. They did. I I'm, I didn't make it up. <laughs> Maybe I did. Who knows? I'm drunk. Um, I'm not. <laughs> so, yeah, I liked it. I thought that the it, everything was subpar to the like spectacle of it. So like the acting was just fine. The the girl from Master of None. What's her name? Lena Waithe. Absolutely terrible. Yeah, literally one of the worst actors I've ever seen. Is she somehow involved in Me Too or whatever? Mm, I don't know. Anyway, that's like in my head. But maybe just because she's a woman in this time in Hollywood. So she's been like a face. I don't know. Anyway, she was terrible. Yeah. But, but was like, funny as her like animated character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Which was crazy to me. Yeah. The, um, yeah, so all the acting was just fine. All the writing was just fine. Yeah. But the visual is unreal. Literally incredible. It is very cool. And that's not really my type of movie. Me either. But I had a good time. Absolutely. Two hours and 18 minutes, though. A little long. Yeah, I was I was feeling it towards the end. But not really. I, I, like, I say that now, and then I'm like, eh, I was still into it. I closed my eyes. How long? Mm, the first time, maybe like 10 minutes. The second time, literally from maybe like the last 30 minutes of it, I w- woke up and the credits were rolling. Oh, I've done that before. Yeah. 
Do you do the? You don't really bob like I do. Mm-mm. You usually sit back in the seat. Yeah, yeah, you're a bobber. Yeah, I got. And then when people say, "Curry, you're fine asleep," I'm like, "No, I'm not." I know you get so defensive. I know. I don't know. I hate that I do that, but I just don't want to let anybody down. You should be at a hundred percent all. The I time. know. Thank you. I you know. Need, you realize you have high expectations. For I know. Or we have high expectations of you. Um, I feel like we did not in any way discuss the movie or give it justice. We just said it was good. It was fun. What else do we need to say? Okay. Next, we're going to talk about Roseanne. Roseanne returned... For 20 seconds. No, at least two or three minutes. <laughs> what am I supposed to say? You should have watched it. 18 I don't million... support Trump supporters. Oh, my God. 18... You realize that's what you're doing. 18 million people watched it. That's You're giving wild. her a platform. ABC is giving her a platform. Which so is, call Walt Disney and you can voice your concern there. I'm not even going to listen to that right now. It's too late at night. Um, okay, Roseanne is an old sitcom from the 90s. If you haven't seen it, you must not have TBS. That's like what she makes me think of, TBS. And the thing is, is that now she's her politics have become the forefront of her public figure in the last 10 years, 15 mm-hmm. years. Did you ever watch Roseanne's Nuts? No. Where she had the nut farm? Nope. Uh, should we stop talking about it? <laughs> no, I Anyway, she has a sitcom. She has a sitcom, they brought it back. Because, of course, now everything's political. And it's we're in that phase where they're rebooting stuff. Because it, like, basically promotes itself. They don't have to put a lot of money into promoting it. That being said, they did put a lot of money into promoting it. Those oh, yeah. ads are literally everywhere. Definitely. Way more so than Will and Grace. Um, which is like the closest thing I can compare it to. I thought, first of all, I do like Roseanne. Like in general, I think she's very funny. I think she can be a little crazy. Um, the show was fine. It was exactly what I was expecting it to be. But it was so political. And now all anybody's going to talk about is how political it is because her political views outside the show are so crazy. It's interesting to me that ABC got in the business of that because they basically canceled Tim Allen for the same thing. Totally. Hi, champ. He don't like Roseanne either. Um, I thought that all the acting was kind of awkward. And that's the problem with these with bringing back like older sitcom stars because the way 90s sitcoms are structured is very different from the way 2018 sitcoms are structured. The acting style is different. The punchline is different. It's different. So, and none of those actors have really been in other things to like get the vibe. Even Laurie Metcalf Mm -hmm. hasn't really been popping up in a lot of sitcoms. Right. And the girl from the talk, what's her name, Sarah Gilbert, she was kind of awkward. It just felt like, to me, it felt like a Jimmy Fallon sketch that they did one time and you were like, oh my gosh, how cool to see all these people back together in the same room. The same could have been done with that Entertainment Weekly thing with Dawson's Creek. Totally. I don't know that it... And it's already renewed, of course, for another season because it had so many viewers. But, like, I just kept thinking, first of all, not, that show never needs to be an hour. I was like... Um, <laughs> but I just thought, in, in, like, two months, am I still going to be watching Roseanne? Uh, 
I don't know. I don't know if it's for me. But I I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. Like, I, you know, I love a reunion. So I was, like, all for it. But, like, the jokes are a little bad. The writing is kind of bad. It's like, ugh, like, it, there needs to, in my opinion, needs to be something more to the novelty than just, like, all the people back in the same room. Will and Grace is good. I know that's not your thing. But, like, they have figured out how to make it modern in its way. And at least they have likable people. Roseanne, I think, is, like, literally the most unlikable person. Yeah, but you like John Goodman. You like Laurie Metcalf. Yeah, but not enough to make me want to, like, sit down and devote an hour of my time. I'm sort of amazed they got all the people to come back. But I guess it was so big. It would be like Seinfeld. Yeah. If Seinfeld said they, like, jump on board, Julia Louis-Dreyfus would do whatever to be back in it. What if they did? I'm amazed they haven't. I think it's like Friends where we've talked about it so much. Even before reboots were like the thing they are now. They've constantly joked about a Seinfeld reunion. So I think at this point it's like kind of like they should have done it. Yeah, that's true. Um, Next we're going to talk about Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs is Wes Anderson's new cartoon. (laughs) Animated. Animated movie. Which it is wild that that is animated. Like the way that you... I, I like and that thing like Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. Did you see that? No, that surprises me. Patrick owns it. I didn't watch it. Is that weird? Yeah, you don't go back. Um. Anyway, Fantastic Mr. Fox was. It, has he done another one other than that? No. Like okay. Stop motion. I didn't like that. that. Really? And Meryl Streep was in it, so I should have liked it, but eh, it didn't do anything for me. But I could appreciate the art of it. Was wild. Yeah. How, how well it was made. I mean, all of his movies, regardless of if I'm into it or not, they're all very well-made movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the uh, that's another movie I was really over the commercial. So I was glad to finally see it and just see what it was all about. I thought that it was actually very cute and enjoyable and not as weird and isolating as a lot of his movies, I think, are. I think he is definitely, like, in my mind, like a genre kind of director. Mm -hmm. He directs a very specific type of movie. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, there's like, if you don't like Royal Tenenbaums, you're not going to like any of them. I guess that's true. Moonrise Kingdom, I think, was his closest one to being like something for everybody. Literally. Even that, like, I couldn't see my mom watching that. Really? It's so playful. Mom probably doesn't know what that is. I love it. Um,. Mom? <laughs> uh, yeah, but I don't know. I thought, but anyway, I thought this was like actually a very, and I think it, the advertisements honestly might have been a little isolating too. I think that they definitely directed it for like a very artsy audience. And like little kids, I think, could enjoy this movie the same way adults could. Really? Yeah, but I understand he's not trying to advertise it like to the same crowd that Peter Rabbit is being advertised. Totally. Like he's not trying to advertise it as like a cartoon like I just described it. Exactly. Um, but I thought the world was very cool, maybe slightly racist on like some very light level. I was like, ooh, I don't know. There's something about like, I don't know. Did you read one too many of those articles where they all talk about that? No, I didn't read any of it. That's literally all that people are talking about. Oh, I can see why. I mean, it is like it's a little, but it's also cute. So it's like, I don't know. I think it's like Disney movies that every every time they make a Disney movie about any sort of culture, they're like, it's being racist. I'm like, yeah, I guess. (laughs) Like Moana. 
What's racist about Moana? Oh, people, everybody thought that was racist. I mean, Pocahontas, well, Pocahontas, they changed history. That was different, I think, <laughs> maybe. But, like, you know, Mulan. I mean, it's a children's movie. What do you expect? Yeah. But Fantastic, or whatever this is called, is not. Exactly. But it could be. It's out there. So, do you, like, turn and take your kid? It's not that, I don't think it's that far out of the box. Yeah, probably not. Also, it was weird to me how they chose not to use subtitles so much. Yeah, where they like, like when the little boy's talking, it's yeah. like just him speaking yeah. in Japanese. Yeah, it was right? beautiful and it made it that much more interesting. I just had a stroke. Interesting, but at the same time, I was like, we're missing all the dialogue in this movie. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Um, finally, we're going to talk about the biggest movie of the year. Acrimony. Acrimony. <laughs> Acrimony is Tyler Perry's new movie. First of all, my real thought was, when's the last time you saw a Tyler Perry movie? I've never seen one. Like any of them? No. Well, Precious, but that doesn't really count. No. Because you said he came in at the end. Yeah. Nope. This was probably the worst movie I've ever seen. Absolutely. We've seen worse. Name one. Proud Mary. I've never seen that. 1570. Uh, what's the one with the war? Billy Lynn. Billy Lynn. That was bad, too. Yeah, that was bad. But this is like... And that cost like... A hundred million dollars to make this cost two. Come really? On. Oh yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Tyler Perry, his movies cost zero dollars, and they make so even if they make like twenty million dollars, that's like you know what I mean. Ten times his budget, literally. So and he writes, directs, produces, so he is getting a good check. Tyler Perry, rich. He has like all these islands. I mean, he has a wild. Remember, life. he was homeless. I don't know. Good for him. He did it. I mean, he's completely self-made. I would love it more if it was good. Yeah. But again, he is good at what he does as far as like being Medea and writing for Medea. Everything else, I think he could bring in some outside like... Yeah. Um, Acrimony is about this woman who basically is with this man or she's married to this man. He like uses and abuses her for her money mm-hmm. because he is like a dreamer and he wants to build this battery and when he becomes successful with the turn of events that happens he becomes successful and they're divorced all of a sudden and so then she thinks that it was all some sort of crazy twist and so she like goes crazy and goes after him and the woman that he's with mm-hmm. it's essentially Taraji P. Henson's character from Empire, they were like, how can we make this into a movie? <laughs> I mean, the the movie is sold on Taraji P. Henson has a breakdown and then has a gun. <laughs> sort of like Proud Mary was like, watch Taraji, Taraji P. Henson shoot people. That's like sort of all it was advertised as. That trailer mm. for Proud Mary was good, though. Oh, definitely. And that was all those pieces were the best parts of the movie. Watching her run around with the gun while Proud Mary was blaring was great. That, like, three minutes. The other hour and 20 minutes were not good. This was not good. No, there was not a single part that was good about it. I, uh, now that's mean. But it may be true. There, I thought it was, like, if they had written, if it had been written by somebody who actually can write, I think there were interesting elements to the story. Like what? I, there was a chunk of time where she was like going crazy outside her house and her family was holding her back and they peel off and then she's left sort of standing there. I was like, this is kind of a sad story. I, the only thing that I enjoyed about the movie and I, I kept thinking about was 
who am I supposed to be rooting for? Because the husband actually ended up being not a bad guy. And he was just trying to make, uh, like, he was just trying to, I mean, he was just trying, he was a dreamer. He was just trying to make his dreams come true. he was taking true. advantage of her. Yeah, but I don't think that he thought he was. And he made up for it in spades. It, I don't know, it was a sad story. I, so there were pieces of it I thought, okay, this is a story worth telling. It just so You're going way too far. Yeah. Worth telling? It just needs to be told by someone who actually is a storyteller, not Tyler Perry. <laughs> I mean, is that not mean or no? No, it is. I think it is mean, but it's true. And again, I said this with Proud Mary. Every time I see a Taraji P. Henson movie, I'll say this about Hidden Figures, too. I wonder, is Taraji P. Henson good? I don't think she's that good. Maybe not. I did, And I think what we said in the car is that, like, she needs to do that comedy that she's doing. Mm-hmm. She needs to make some Melissa McCarthy movies. Yeah. Where she's funny and likable. Because she's obviously and is so likable. She seems like the nicest woman. And I think she is talented. And she's a movie star. But I don't know if she's an actress. And they keep trying to give her all these really heavy movies where she's like crying and upset. And it's like... And Hidden Figures, I thought she was so... Ugh. <laughs> But she had some good moments. Right. So it's like, but is it enough to where she's like an A-line star over and over again? I'm still not sold. Maybe she'll have a moment. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's obviously doing well. The movie made a ton of money. And it did? Patrick, yeah, made $17 million. Acrimony? Yes. I'm telling you. I mean, Boo Medea made like $25 million this first weekend. Oh my God. And it cost like a million dollars to make. <laughs> and it looked like it cost $1 to make. Uh, but I will say this about that movie. The green screen of them walking beside that the little river or whatever, or whatever yeah. was one of the worst moments I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> they were so close to the camera. Yeah. And also they weren't in some like weird location they could have filmed that in his backyard at his house, and we wouldn't have known any different. I was like, why did you pay money? I just couldn't believe I was watching. Like, there were moments like that. I was like, I can't believe this is a movie that, like, people can watch. I mean, it was terrible. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes I think I sound like Rachel Stern. Anyway. Um, our question <laughs> of the week comes from David. Hawk? No. Um, hi, David. He asked, what are our usual Easter traditions, and did we do them this year? No. I don't know that I've ever had an Easter tradition. Mm. We dyed eggs, which I have done when I was little. Yeah. I I don't know. Easter, to me, always just mean we went to church, you got new clothes, you had, like, an Easter outfit, and then I've always watched Easter Parade. Which we had never heard of today. Which, yeah, but why would you have heard of it? Our Easter tradition, I'm not joking, like, literally for as long as I can remember, it's like we cook one of, like, every type of meat possible. Today we had, on the table, chicken, which is the only thing I didn't eat. Yeah, I think I only had a little bit. We had chicken, steak, lamb, ham. Yeah. Champ and champ for dinner. And we're about to eat champ. It was so delicious. It was absolutely delicious. Um, I'm trying to think. Anything else that you did for Easter every year? 
Mm-mm, I don't think so. The most memorable Easter gift I ever remember getting is one year in an Easter basket. First of all, my mom and dad gave me really nice Easter baskets, yeah. so I'm being really rude by knocking it to this one thing. But one year, I got the Sister Act soundtrack on cassette tape. Is that and, bad or good? No, it was literally the best moment of my whole life. <laughs> I loved that tape, and I wore it till it stopped playing. <laughs> I used to have a big karaoke machine mm-hmm. that had two tape player slots, and I would put it in there and listen. Isn't that wild? I've been a freak my whole life. <laughs> Thank you so much for your question. If you have a question for us, you can email us at letschatwithcurry at gmail.com. Now your song of the week. Um, Lost in Japan by Shawn Mendes. All it takes is one flight We'd be in the same time zone Looking through your timeline Seeing all the rainbows I, I got an idea And I know that it sounds crazy I just want to see you Oh, I gotta ask that you got plans tonight I'm a couple hundred miles from Japan tonight I was thinking I could fly to your hotel tonight Cause I can't get you off my mind Can't get you off my mind Can't get you off my mind oh. You love it? Uh, <laughs> I listened to it like three times the first day mm. And then I was like, I like the other one better They're both great Do you like this era of music that we're in That people sort of dump songs? Like, used to it was like you had one song And then your CD came out yeah. Now, by the time people see these come out, usually half the CDs already on Spotify. Mm, doesn't bother me. Yeah. Because I love them either way. Yeah. Okay. I I do think it's a bop, and he is good. Oh, you don't not as good as Jesse J. Of course not. That was wild. I like him still. Sad that that's what she's doing. But I mean, good for her. Um, my song of the week is "Rainbow" by Casey Musgraves. You haven't even heard it. <laughs> you just hate me. Case Musgrave's CD came out this week. When did Sean Mendes' CD come out? He hasn't really said. No. Oh. Um, Case Musgrave's CD came out this week, and it is 
good. But not as country as she usually is. Is it number one? Uh, no, I think The weekend will be number one, because he has that EP that came out. Which I haven't heard any of the songs off that, but I'm not exactly going to go listen to that. No way. Anyway, this is probably the best song she's ever had. Better than Biscuits. <laughs> I just said that to get you to roll your eyes. Uh, this week you are looking forward to... A Quiet Place. Are you really going to see that before I come back? Why wouldn't I? I don't know. You could wait and we could watch it together. What, in like the 24 hours that we have while you're back? And then we go to Coachella like the next day. I don't, I come back a whole week before that. <laughs> you said. Rude. You're so rude. Go see it in Mexico. I don't think there's movies in Mexico. Yes, there are. Does the movie pass work there? Probably not. I'm on Google. But I cannot wait. It has 100% of Rotten Tomatoes. Which is like the biggest deal. And all my little YouTube reviewers, they love it. One of the ads of um, that has Emily Blunt looks like Adele. Like she does? Yeah, like the way her hair is cut sort of short. She looks in my head just like Adele. That's a compliment. What, yeah. They're both beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, my, what are we doing? Looking forward to, sorry, two things. Number what? one, I'm going to Mexico. Dun, dun, dun. Are you going to miss me? I mean, I'll be busy. But yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I'm... And I'm looking forward to Jersey Shore. Are you going to watch it? Just one of them? You know, you watch the Kardashians every week. The Kardashians and Jersey Shore are are the exact same entertainment. Literally not. Literally the exact same level of television. Mindless, pointless reality TV. (laughs) You're looking at me like I just insulted your mother. (laughs) Um, But I am... can't say I'm going to commit to watching the whole thing, but I will definitely watch the first one. It is sort of sad to me that they are the age that they are and they're doing this. But at the same time, what else are they doing? They've all been on Worst Cooks and they can't do that <laughs> twice. So it's like, what else do they have to do? The Apprentice isn't on anymore. So it's like, true. where do they go? That's true. But I'm curious to see what it's like. Just to see Snooky. You like Snooky? Mm. Come on, she is funny. That's what I, don't, I just don't understand. Like, what are they going to do? Like, fist fight with people at a bar? They're really past that. Point, I don't know I what the, they have. The commercials are not like that. Like, you don't see clips. Yeah, what are they going to do? Be arguing? Right. I hope so. I like when they fight. J- I mean, Jay Wow, the situation. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, finally, your goober of the week. You for watching that mess. Oh, really? That's what you're mad at me about? Not the 400 seasons of um, the well, Real Housewives I've been watching? Um, my goober of the week, is that all you have? Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm, the, I'm not a goober. <laughs> my goober of the week is Elton John. Why? So he's reimagining all of his songs and putting them on this album. And so far he's released, I don't remember the first one, Little Big Town did Rocket Man, and then this week it's Lady Gaga doing your song. Oh, nice. Reimagining in my head would not just mean very popular artists doing karaoke note-by-note covers of the songs. Like, there's no, nothing reimagined about it. It's like literally we sing into a karaoke microphone, like the cheapest track they could find. And hitting record. 
I like reimagining would be like if Lady Gaga sang your song and it was like a club song, right? And like Lady Gaga had made it. I don't know. I just think there's so many more fun things you could do. Why go through all this effort to like roll out a CD in such a way for it to just be like the most vanilla versions of your songs ever? Because you can only do that one time. That's very true. You know, that's a good way. And he's about to go out. Like this is it. Oh, yeah, he's done. Yeah, he's retiring. I really do want to go see him in Vegas. But it's like $80. Let's do it. Concerts are expensive. I don't remember who we were looking at the other day. I was like, who has money for this mess? (laughs) I went so high, I lost, like, my breath, my voice cut out. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Is that it? Oh, yeah, yeah, it is it. Okay. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Let's Chat with Curry Terrell, the podcast. If you like what you heard, and we know you did, Hit the subscribe button. Want more? Watch our videos at youtube.com slash C slash Curry Terrell. Follow us on Instagram at Curry Terrell and at Adrian J. Gomez. Follow us on Twitter at Curry Terrell and at Yo! Adrian J. Gomez. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Let's Chat with Curry. Have a question for us? Email us at Let's Chat with Curry at gmail.com. See you next week. Bye, y'all.